Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Ekblad goes to shoot it. His stick explodes on him. And the Canes on the puck. Into the Florida zone. Natchez will get it to Slavin. Slavin dances side of the net. Trying to get a return feed to the front. Chip just wide. Slavin with an opportunity. Now Teravainen. Sharp angle. He scores. Tavo Teravainen scoops up the puck. Fires it on target. And it beats Bobrovsky. And the Canes get the first one of this game. 1-0 Carolina. Sticking the puck around Montour. Now back up for Slavin. Deflected right on. No, no, it stays out. Rebound still loose. How did that puck not puck go in? Spun around. D'Angelo tries to knock it down, but it'll be Barkov who will pick it up. He'll work it on Anderson with a huge save shorthanded on Barkov. What a chance by Alexander Barkov. That was a much tougher save than Barkov's goal. Barkov sealing off Niederreiter. Stahl will get to it. Stahl. Lays it to the point for D'Angelo. His shot deflected. They score! D'Angelo puts it on net. You heard it clink the metal, and it finds the back of the net. And Carolina has gone back on top in this one early in the third. 2-1 Hurricane. Reinhardt's pass. Safely put down by Ekblad. That shot by Weger. It's loose. They score! Sam Reinhardt in the final minute ties it for Carroll for Florida. Here we go. Overtime's underway and a stretch pass right away. Bennett going in on Anderson in the backhand and he'll score. 16 seconds into overtime. The final score tonight. And it's Aaron Ekblad who scores. Says a stretch pass puts Ekblad in on the breakaway and the Panthers will win this 3-2. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Thank you very much for spending some time with us. And you can forgive our friend Mike Maniscalco. I think we were all a little dizzy from the way the game ended and then the way the game ended. So Hurricanes snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory. I'm sorry, snatch overtime defeat out of the jaws of regulation victory and a 3-2 OT loss to Florida. Second straight time the Hurricanes have lost in overtime on home ice to the Panthers and Carolina is now with just one win in their last five. Uh, They've got some overtime misery, but just one win in their last five games, four points out of their last five. So all of that cushion that Carolina had with all those games in hand, you know what games in hand are good for? Nothing if you don't win them. Uh, So they've given back that cushion. uh, And now, which is fair, because I don't think think any of us thought that Carolina was X amount of points better than any of these teams. Uh, they're all about the same. I think Carolina is better than most, not better than Florida, and I think we have we all understand that. 
uh, very, very well. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Siding, roofing, entry doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, you name it, they got it. Carolina, uh, Aluminum Company of North Carolina.com. AluminumCompany.com. You don't even need of North Carolina. It's just AluminumCompany.com. All right, Alec Campbell will join us in just a little bit. Some losses feel different than others. And I think this one does not only because of against whom it came. The Hurricanes are now, well, they're not 0-3 against Florida. They are 0-1-2 against Florida. That's an issue, right? It's a team that at some point you're going to have to beat if you want to win a Stanley Cup, although maybe you won't. It's not like they're in the Metro, right? Florida plays in the Atlantic. And unless Carolina ends up as wild card two, which I don't think is going to happen, they wouldn't see Florida until they got to the conference finals. And maybe you just take your swing uh, against them in the conference finals. But uh, it's a, it is a team you wanted to beat. It's a team that you owned a year ago. Remember, Carolina was 6-0-2 against Florida a year ago. But Florida's a different team today than the Hurricanes saw last year. They're a much better team. That team is stacked. Top to bottom offensively. I still think that it is a defense that Carolina can play against. And there were times tonight where they did that. Uh, But unfortunately, they didn't do that really at all in the third period, and we're going to get to that. But back to why I think some losses feel different than others. Because this one, Carolina had a 2-1 lead. I don't know that they were the better team, I don't know that they were the worst team. I thought it was a fairly even game through about 45 minutes. But in the last 15 minutes, I'm not saying the Carolina shut it off because I don't believe that to be the case. Florida just cranked it up. And the Hurricanes couldn't match it. All they could do was hang on. Again, this was not a situation where Carolina sat back. I I, I didn't say that. I did see it out there, uh, but I don't believe it's a situation where Carolina sat back. I believe this was Florida leaning on Carolina. And the difference between these two teams, other than Florida's scoring depth is producing today, Carolina's is not. We're now 10 games without a goal for Jarvis, 10 games without a goal for Natchez, 1-18. and for Martin Natchez. We all understand Jordan Stahl. Right? Jesper Foss hasn't scored in a while either. Uh, those are not necessarily sources for Carolina's offense. Florida is absolutely loaded with scores. Loaded. Even the fourth line had plenty of chances tonight. Their fourth line with Patrick Hornquist, who played in a top six role a year ago. They had their fourth line was producing scoring chances tonight, or at least looked dangerous. Carolina really didn't have that. Uh, I don't. We didn't see a ton of the fourth line anyway, uh, which I, I don't think is a complete surprise. We have some other things to talk about, uh, but Florida is just better. 
They're deeper offensively. Again, Carolina didn't have the puck enough to make the one advantage I think Carolina does have is if you can get Florida's defense to turn their back. Florida's got a good defense. They don't have a great defense. Ekblad is great. Uyghur is good. After that, they're just okay. They're just okay. But Carolina didn't make that be a part of the game because in order to make that be a part of the game, you got to have the puck. And from the end of the first period on, Carolina didn't really have the puck. At 10 shots on goal in the first period, 18 for the game. 10 shots on goal for the, in the first period, 18 for the game. Also, what's even worse than that, Carolina had two shots on goal in the third period. Carolina's last shot on goal came at 348 of the third period. Brett Pesci, 35 seconds after Tony D'Angelo made it 2-1. Brett Pesci put a shot on goal. That was the last shot on goal for Carolina in the game. 16 minutes and 12 seconds to play. With a 2-1 lead, Carolina had no more shots on goal. They only attempted three shots the rest of the period. That's it. They only attempted three shots in the last 16 minutes and 12 seconds. And the last of those came with 10-13 left. Nino Niederreiter. That's it. It's hard to win if you don't have the puck. And in the third period, Florida had the puck. That's not why Carolina gave up the goal. I mean, it was really bad luck. It was a lucky bounce for Florida. Of course, when you have the puck for the entire period, you're going to get the lucky bounce. Uh, but it was really just a lucky bounce. It was a, a shot from, I think, Uyghur at the point that hit Patrick Hornquist in front of the net and fell to Sam Reinhart to the side of the goal. That's what happened. Wasn't any, anything more complicated than that. It wasn't a great play. It was simple, extra attacker hockey. Shots that don't even have to get through, but just bounce the right way. And... When you're Florida and you generate chance and chance and chance and chance and chance and chance, and chance, and chance it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Carolina played well. I thought Carolina played a good game for 45 minutes. They won the first period, led one nothing. Maybe should have led by more. We'll talk about that. They lost the second period. Florida evened it up. They won the first five minutes, first four minutes of the third period. Looked really good coming out. Uh, had the puck, had the better of the play, scored the goal. Great play by Jordan Stahl and Nino Niederreiter behind the net to get it to Tony D'Angelo. The shot gets deflected off of Gustav Forsling's skate and in. And it's 2-1. And that was it. Two, two goals isn't going to beat Florida. Two goals is not going to beat the Panthers. They don't lose if you only score two goals. That's it. Florida's record when they score two goals or less in regulation, and by the way, it's only the 10th time all year that that's happened. Florida's uh, record is 2-5-3 and three, uh, in that. Tonight was the second loss. The other was a shootout win, was, but the second win, uh, Florida's other uh, time was a shootout win where they only scored one goal, and then got to a shootout win over Vancouver. Um. But it hurts. This loss hurts because the tying goal comes with 49 seconds left. And you're thinking, man, we had some chances with the empty net. I think 
Jordan Stahl was probably surprised by Sam Bennett, who came off the bench as the extra attacker as Sergei Bobrovsky was going off. And it looked like if he had had maybe another half second to realize uh, what was about to happen, he could have put that on net, but he basically just got rid of the puck. So that was a chance wasted. Uh, Looked like there were a couple of other chances to control the puck, and uh, they just either feathered it out into the neutral zone or uh, got it down the ice. There was the one that just dribbled wide of the goal. There was Tavo Teravainen's aerial flip. At some point, you're just going to have to take a rip at the empty net, but Carolina didn't do that, and they didn't get the freebie, and ultimately the lucky bounce for Florida ends up on Sam Reinhardt's stick, and that's that. Uh, But the truth is is that Florida was the better team tonight because they played better in the third period. After Carolina made it 2-1, Florida was significantly better. Significantly better. Hurricanes, again, eight scoring chances. Not even high danger. Eight scoring chances in the last two periods. But think about it. They didn't get any scoring chances after the goal. So it was eight in the second period and the first 3-13 of the third period. And then that was it. A um, couple of other things. We'll, uh, we'll, talk to, we'll go through the goals. We'll talk to Alec. Um, too much time in the penalty box through two periods. They had to kill off five power plays. Yes, they really only had to kill off four because one of them was nullified by an Anthony Declare interference penalty, uh, which I thought was kind of a mystery, but that's fine. Uh, maybe it was a makeup call. I don't know. But uh, ultimately, they went to the box and gave Florida five power plays. Uh, well, again, one of them was for eight seconds, and then they played four and four hockey. Uh, but they still had to kill four power plays. That kind of stuff wears you out over time. That's so, uh, Carolina's penalty kill was very good, and Anderson was very good. Uh, he probably wants the first Barkov goal or the Barkov goal back. Uh, but look, that's a great play, a world-class play by uh, Alexander Barkov, and uh, he beats you on, on a tough play to read. I got, I'm not going to argue with it, whatever. Um, Anderson was excellent tonight. Um, and then the other two goals, one's a breakaway that beats, beats him uh, kind of, what, in between the arm and the body? And the other is the Reinhardt uh, clean up, uh, pick up the loose change, uh, and Anderson has no chance on that. So, I mean, theoretically, Anderson could have stopped two of the three. And if he stops one of the three, then the Hurricanes are probably, uh, the Hurricanes win a regulation. I'm, again, don't even want to belabor that point because I thought Anderson was very good tonight. Uh, but you spend too much time in the penalty box and then you spend too much time defending in your own end. And it's not that the minutes are too much. These guys are all in great shape, but defending is way more taxing than offending. If you understand the point, it just takes more out of you to play defense than it does to play offense. Part of the reason you want the puck. That's what Carolina did not have 
in the third period. And now we'll get to my favorite part of the game. Five on three for two whole minutes. And you got, you didn't even get a real good, I mean, after the first initial flurry where you got a couple of shots, just didn't do anything with a five on three. So the power play really let Carolina down tonight. The other power play that Carolina had, and we're, we're, we're not going to count the last eight seconds, the eight seconds uh, after uh, Duclair canceled off uh, the initial penalty. They had one other power play. And, you know, sometimes you have a hard time getting it into the offensive zone because the other team is killing penalties so well that they make it difficult for you to get an entry. Forget about an entry. Carolina couldn't get an exit. They couldn't get out of their own end. And on that power play, Barkov, Alexander Barkov, had the best scoring chance. Anderson's best save of the night was on Barkov, shorthanded. Barkov's got four shorthanded goals already this year. Carolina has two. So there's, we have, you know, the, 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 the power play was bad tonight. That let them down. Um, defending too much in the third period let them down. And then, honestly, mental mistake. Tavo Teravainen cannot get beat over the top. Uh, I liken it to Jalen Ramsey. You don't have a safety deep. So you can't get beat deep, Tavo. And Tavo took a bad uh, a bad route. Ekblad uh, springs deep, wide open, and uh, who was it? Barkov was it Barkov or Huberdeau? They were both on the ice. One of them made the pass. I think it was Barkov. No, Barkov won the draw. I don't even know. It doesn't matter who made the pass. They were they were both on the ice. So uh, long stretch pass and boom, game over. So with a minute left. You're thinking, man, this is going to be two sweet points. Then, goal, overtime, mistake, goal, one point, depression. Carolina's 33-10-5 on the year. I'm sorry, Florida's 33-10-5 on the year. Uh, They lead in the Atlantic Division. Carolina 32-11-4. They get a point, just two behind Pittsburgh now. But they do have three games in hand on the Penguins. But again, what are we talking about games in hand? You got to win them. So uh, the Hurricanes are off tomorrow. They will play Nashville in Raleigh on Friday. Then they will go to Pittsburgh on Sunday afternoon and play in Philly on Monday afternoon. Uh, This is a very difficult time for Carolina, I believe, in terms of what they need. The Hurricanes have to get, I think they have to get six points. I think they have to win these three games. You're starting to see some doubt. And I and maybe, maybe they don't need to win these three games. I don't want to be alarmist about this. But they got to start finding production from 88 and 24. Because if those guys don't produce, if this team wants to win a cup, they got to go find somebody who can. You can't expect all of your goals to come from 37, 20, 86, 77. Just can't. You know, Nino hasn't scored uh, a lot of goals lately, but he's played well. Trocek hasn't scored a ton of goals lately, but he's played well. So where are the goals coming from? If it's not coming from 37, 20, 86, 
It's right now not coming from 88 and 24. So is this a team that can win a Stanley Cup? I think we all agree it can. So if those two guys are not going to produce, you got to find somebody who will. Otherwise, it's a, it's kind of a waste. It all, all of the first 40 games of the season and all of that ends up being wasted. You have to recognize what you need. So either Natchez and Jarvis return to the scoring column or the Hurricanes have to find players who will. Uh, and I'm not sure that those are in the system, but they're going to have to figure that out. Uh, and by the way, uh, Kokaniemi has kind of gone back to being just fine, which is a problem if we're thinking about the future because he needs to be better than fine. Uh, but we'll get to uh, we'll get to some other things, uh, and we'll talk about these things with Alec Campbell when he joins us in just a little bit. Let's quickly go through uh, the goals on the night for the Hurricanes, and we'll even get to uh, the two goals that uh, ultimately uh, made Carolina depressed. Uh, it started out, uh, and it was a wild, physical, penalty-filled first period, and then... The Hurricanes break through, a little bit of a broken play. Jacob Slavin does a magical job of stick handling into the middle of the offensive zone. Uh, I think his shot gets deflected wide. It's behind the net. Uh, Sebastian Ajo uh, kind of digs the puck out, flips a nice pass to Tavo Teravainen, uh, and then I think he shocked Sergei Bobrovsky. Ekblad goes to shoot it. His stick explodes on him, and the Canes on the puck into the Florida zone. Natchez will get it to Slavin. Slavin dances side of the net, trying to get a return feed to the front. Chip just wide. Slavin with an opportunity. Now Teravainen, sharp angle, he scores! Tavo Teravainen scoops up the puck, fires it on target, and it beats Bobrovsky. And the Canes get the first one of this game. 1-0 Carolina. No way Sergei Bobrovsky thought that puck was coming to him. He was not ready. He, he, he had his stick off the ice. He had the five-hole wide open. He was not ready for that one. Bad goal to allow if you're uh, somebody as good as Bob. Uh, but the Hurricanes have a one nothing lead. They were the better team in the period. Remember they had the five-on-three? Even in spite of themselves on that five-on-three, I thought Carolina was the better team in that period. Uh, they did have a near-miss in the, was it, I, th- I think this was the second period. Yes, near miss in the second period. Don't know how either Yasperi Kotkaniemi or Stephen Lawrence didn't have a goal, didn't get a goal, but they didn't. Lawrence sticking the puck around Montour. Now back up for Slavin, deflected right on. No, no, it stays out. Rebound still loose. How did that puck not go in? That's what I said. Uh, here's the thing. Um, Carlson, defenseman who barely played tonight, I mean, literally, barely played tonight. Uh, the sh- he came flying through the crease. Kotkaniemi was uh, kind of whacked at it. The puck was going in the net. And Carlson just whacked at it and got it out. I think his name is Lucas Carlson. Uh, he played 648 tonight. Lucas Carlson played 648 tonight. And uh, he made one of the plays of the game. Uh, and then it looked like Lawrence, who had the rebound f- right in front of him, went to whack it in, and it looked to me like he whacked it off the crossbar. But it's also possible that he hit it and then hit it out at the same time. I don't know. I don't know how the puck didn't go in. Maybe there was a force field. Uh, 
So it's 1-1. We start the third. Really good work behind the net. Uh, the puck is there. Alexander Barkov has the puck. But Niederreiter and Stahl do enough work to make life difficult. Stahl gets the puck and gets it to Tony D. Barkov sealing off Niederreiter. Stahl will get to it. Stahl lays it to the point for D'Angelo. He shot deflected. They score! D'Angelo puts it on net. You heard it clink the metal, and it finds the back of the net. And Carolina has gone back on top in this one early in the third. 2-1 Hurricane. Yeah, well, 2-1. You know what? I don't want to depress myself. We're not going to play the Florida goals. We're going to pretend that those didn't happen. My man Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network. It was a radio-only game tonight. We were that close. We were that close to seeing the Hurricanes win a big game and win a big game by a 2-1 margin. Does this hurt, or how much good do you take out of it? Um, I guess I take a little bit of good out of it. I mean, I think there were some some good people who played okay. I think there were some good plays in the game. I think knowing that you really didn't, generate a whole lot offensively in the last two periods and still had a 2-1 lead in the third is kind of the positive spin on it all. Of course, you could say, well, you had a 2-1 lead in third and you blew it, too. So you can go either way on it. I mean, listen, I thought it was a heck of a game early. I'm not one of these people who I, – I, I, I guess I didn't feel – the bigness of it the same way that others did necessarily. I kind of just looked at it as, all right, this is another game against a good team that um, you should go out and play well against because they haven't played in a couple of weeks. And frankly, I think you can match up with them. I mean, I know we talk about all the things that, that Florida does in terms of sort of cheating Cherry picking, flying the zone, playing fast, whatever. But, you know, Carolina can do all that stuff too. So if they want to get into a game where you're just scoring a bunch of goals and there's a ton of chances, then I kind of like Carolina in those games. And so I kind of felt like it was going to be more about which goaltender could come up with the big save at the big moment. And. Freddie wasn't able to do that in overtime, although I thought he played well. So, I don't know. I don't find myself real angry about it. I just kind of feel like, all right, well, move on. Well, my my read on it, Florida beat Carolina at Carolina's game um, because there was not there were not tons of chances. No. I do think that and I don't believe this is Carolina doing this on purpose at all, but after the goal that made it 2-1, Carolina had one more shot on goal. It came 35 seconds later from Brett Pesci, not threatening. That was their last shot on goal with 16-12 left in the game. They only had three more attempted shots the rest of the way and none in the last 10 minutes and 12 seconds. Yeah. So they could not gain control of the puck to generate anything 
which I think is more about Florida than it is about Carolina. Uh, Although I get, maybe it's about both to be perfectly honest, because I left this game thinking that's the game that Carolina wanted to play a much more controlled uh, tight game, even though it was wild in the first period after the first period, it calmed down. It was a normal hockey game. Um, That's the game Carolina wanted to play and Florida beat them at it anyway. And I just mm-hmm. left I left the game thinking that there's a big difference. Not a big difference. There's a difference. Florida's better. Flat better, which I thought was probable yes. anyway. But I think that this game proved that that team is better than this team. And especially if Carolina's going to get no production from places that they need to get production from. Yeah, I mean, they generated only eight shots on goal through the last two periods. So I don't think that they were good enough to win by any chance and that's probably the biggest disappointment of it all was just that they just didn't generate anything offensively really in the last couple periods um they weren't threatening at all and they for the most part i think limited florida to all of those you know you know fly in the zone type chances pretty well i yep. mean i get it they scored on a stretch pass and a breakaway to win the game that's a weird situation three on three you know they had a breakaway situation shorthanded at one point yep um but there weren't a ton of those scenarios i just think they kind of wore carolina down more than anything else and so i i guess to some extent that's disappointing um but i I, I just think that Carolina didn't really play very well. Um, and, I, you know, Rod Brindamore talked about the second period being weird because there were so many penalties. I mean, there were the same number in the first period. The, the first and the second period, there was the same number of penalties. Um, and I think, the, I think the Canes had some misfortune and they had some fortune. I mean, listen, they didn't. They didn't score on a five on three. You know, yes. that's, that's usually a killer. Yep. You usually you lose two, that game. It's like giving up you, a special teams or a defensive touchdown. Yeah. I mean, I always, I always liken it to a field goal. You miss an early field goal in a game. How many times at the end of the game could you go back and say, Hey, you make that field goal, you win the game. Right. Um, to me, that's what five on threes are. And so the, two, and you rarely get two minutes of one. Right. You know, straight up. So they kind of blew that, and they had a couple of chances on it early and then didn't really get anything to the latter part of it. So that was that was a problem. Um, they got robbed on the Kokaniemi chance yeah. where Carlson swoops in like a pterodactyl and <laughs> pulls a rabbit out of a hat somehow. So they, they didn't get that. A magic pterodactyl. It really was. And then they didn't <laughs> score on the empty net at the end of the game. Yep. So there was that. They probably shouldn't have scored on Tavo Teravainen's goal. I mean, that was really just a fling the puck at the net Yeah, Bob situation. wasn't ready. Bob didn't think that Bob shot was Bob wasn't ready. Nope. It w- went off his stick and in. So, I mean, for some of the fortunate situations they had, they had unfortunate situations part of the game. Um. You know, I thought I thought Fred Freddie was pretty good for the most part. Yeah. Except he didn't come up with the big save in the in the overtime period. But 
that's a breakaway. Yeah. So depending on how you look at that kind of stuff. So, you know, I thought there were good moments in the game. I thought it was an entertaining game, especially at the beginning. I mean, it was physical, spicy. There were 27 hits in the yeah. first period alone. Um, the Canes got beat at the face-off circle. They got beaten shots. They got uh, beat basically everywhere. They didn't deserve to win the game. They weren't dangerous offensively at all. I mean, you can't you can't win a game. If you get two shots on goal in the third period. No. That's just not, that's not going to happen. No, and they almost did. So, but yes, I agree. I and I so it, it was a, something that that I think most of us understood and noticed with about eight minutes to go, nine minutes to go. Like, when is Carolina going to you know get back in this game, or are they just going to play rope a dope all night long? Because uh, yeah. that's ultimately what happened. So I'm not trying to like act like Carolina was the better team and didn't win. I don't think that's the case. I think they I think the better team won. Yep. I think that unfortunately Carolina didn't play well against Florida this year. I mean, they got smoked to the tune of what, five two in the first game yep, down there in Sunrise then. and they lost two overtime games against them. So I mean I, I just I still think though I mean, yes, I think Florida's Florida's a better team, but I still think that Carolina can play with them. I still think that they can beat them in a playoff series. Um, they just didn't didn't play well tonight. No, they well again. I think they played pretty well for two periods. I think for 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 forty five minutes, I think Carolina was fine. They were better in the first period. Florida was better in the second period. Um, and Carolina played, I think, the first three minutes until they got the goal. Carolina was the better team right out of the gate in the third. They had the puck in the third. They had the shots. Florida was kind of uh, on their heels a little bit. Then Carolina scored the goal. Then Brett Pesci took a- another shot on goal, and then that was it. And from that point on, Florida just leaned on them. They were much more physical in the third period, by the way, Florida, than Carolina. Uh, I also think that it's hard to play defense all game long. And that wears you out. Yeah. Um, and right. I think that even though Carolina had, I mean, ultimately it's a difference of one power play, but because two of the power plays were actually one, the five on three, Carolina only had one other legit power play. And that was a disaster power play. It, they played more defense on that power play than they played offense on that power play. Barkov, yeah. Barkov had the best, Barkov shorthanded had the best chance of anybody on any power play this in, in the entire night. That was Anderson's yeah. best save. Carolina couldn't even get out of their own zone on that power play. Forget about, it, it, you know, you, you know good, a good power play has a good entry. Entry, they couldn't get an exit. It was a terrible, yeah. the, the worst power play I've seen all year. On that particular one, they could not they get were, out of their own end. They were better on some of their PKs. Oh, way better. <laughs> yeah, they way were actually better. offensive. Offensive on a couple of their PKs. Yeah. Uh, look, I thought Carolina had a lot of good sticks tonight. I thought I thought both teams did. I think Florida Florida played a much better, tighter game than I expected them to play. First game out, they made very few mistakes. They got in the way a lot. 
Uh, Carolina had a hard time holding out of the puck in the offensive zone. Maybe that's more about Carolina than Florida, but I thought Florida played a pretty good game uh, in that regard. Yeah. Um, but what their their big their big players were bigger factors than the Hurricanes' big players were too. I mean, Barkov I mean, was awesome. Barkov, Ekblad was Uberdo, awesome. Ekblad was good. Mason Marchment was out there to try to stir it up from the get go. <laughs> yep. But um, like their 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 depth scoring is so amazing, you know I mean, Be- Bennett and Reinhardt. Reinhardt's second, what like like second on the team yeah. in goals. Yeah, or, or, Bennett, or no, Be- Bennett's got uh, yeah. Reinhardt has now seventeen goals. Uh, Bennett has twenty one goals. Barkov's got twenty one. They've got a bunch yeah. like so many guys. They just come at you, and even the fourth line, their fourth line generated plenty of scoring chances. Tonight, so let let me ask this because I I've I've already talked about it, but if if Martin Natchez and Seth Jarvis are going to not score, what's the ceiling for this team? Yeah, I mean it's probably two rounds, maybe in yeah, the playoffs. That's it. You're not going to get out of the Metro if those guys are not going to produce. It's just like what we were talking about Svechnikov a month and a half ago. But Andre was still playing better than, than I, I think Jarvis has been fine, but he certainly hasn't been great. Natchez, I don't think Natchez played badly tonight. I thought Natchez was fine tonight. And I thought he was okay uh, apart from an early giveaway against Minnesota. But um, I mean, those guys got to produce some points. Otherwise, Carolina's going to have to go find somebody who will. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. All right, let me... Uh, I'm going to call myself out here. I thought, since it's going to be a low of like 45 degrees tonight, I thought, gosh, I used to do the podcast outside on the back porch when it got down just into the 30s. I'd do that. It was like 52 degrees. I'm sitting on the back porch trying to watch the, uh, the first period of the game, and I'm shivering. I'm getting soft, Alec. Uh Getting soft. I, I come into the dining room and do the podcast. No, nah, you're not soft. You need a solo stove or something out there. You need like a a chiminea. Keep you warm. It'll, yeah. All right, I have to invest in that. Yeah, go get you some fire put out there. Dude, a little I mean, space heater, maybe. We've had we've had like temperatures in the twenties here at night. So I ain't going out there. And then I, I mean, thought listen, tonight, so, I thought it would be like, uh, you know, in the upper 40s. And it is, but it's too cold for me. I'm old. No, I mean, sometimes it's a, it's a cold 50. I mean, like, I, I get it. Like, sometimes it just feels colder. I mean, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. I'm, you're I'm embarrassed. Good. I'm embarrassed. I think, I think you're more manly for admitting it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, Nashville on Friday. I'm excited. Are you? How uh, excited are I'm you? I'm not excited for Nashville. Okay. Okay. I'm not excited. I mean, I'll be excited because it's Friday, and it won't matter yeah. what time I go to sleep. It matters tonight right. what time I go to sleep. All right, sir. Am I going to catch a little bit of the women's uh, gold medal match? I have no idea who's winning. I have not uh, even glanced at it yet, but I'm going to go catch Vegas a couple and- of minutes. 
What, what do you got? Vegas and Colorado. Vegas and yeah. Colorado are on right now. With John oh. Forslund on the mic, I'm going to catch a little bit of that too. Little Vegas, Jack Colorado. Jack Eichel has already committed a penalty uh, in his return to the NHL. Good for him. Uh, have a seat, son. Uh, and I'm hoping that the United States can eke out a win. Although I think Canada will blow them out. All right. Well, not they will with that attitude. <laughs> That's right. It's uh, it's my fault. And by the way, right. uh, even though this is a hockey podcast, uh, did you get a time of death on North Carolina season tonight? Yeah, I think it was around like nine forty or something like that. I don't, Holy I'm not sure. Cow, they were down twenty one yeah. to Pitt. Yeah, they got smoked. They actually <laughs> came back, but yeah, that's a tease. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you can't you can't be down twenty. They're at home too, right? That, yes, that's a tease. Yeah, I mean, you can't be down twenty one points to Pitt at home. So you Come lose on. that one. You lose that game. I don't even understand that doesn't make any sense. I mean, now you have to win at Duke. I said this I said this today. Uh if they don't, I think I was on with uh with Graham in uh in uh the triad. And I said if Carolina loses tonight, and I didn't think they would, obviously. If they lose tonight, they'll have to win the ACC tournament to make the NCAA tournament. And I believe that to be true. They're not winning at Duke. There is no chance that the Blue Devils will not be ready for that game. Zero chance they're losing Coach K's last game at home. None. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah, that's true. Although, you know, Duke has been sort of not as, like, surefire as I think they should be. No, they haven't been. Um but North Carolina can't impact the game the way the yeah, teams like Virginia. I don't know what happened against Virginia. That, to me, that was a hangover yeah. loss. Yeah, yeah, they don't. They don't have. They don't have the personnel. Who who's going to bother? Who's going to bother Duke to that degree on Carolina? Um, yeah, nobody. So yeah, they're not losing that game. Uh, so Carolina's got one more loss, and then I mean they they could win the rest of them. I mean, they could win at state. They could win at Virginia Tech. I mean, Virginia. Although Virginia Tech's playing much better, and that's going to be a hard win for Carolina to get, but they could win those. But this pit loss, ugh. is there anything w- worse than like? I think that I think that's a quad five loss. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, you lose on your home court, and you you go down a quadrant. Oh my god! So anyway. Uh, there you go. A little basketball uh, talk at the end of the hockey podcast. All right, sir. Go to bed. I'm going to go uh, right. watch some more hockey and uh, and maybe even, uh, you know, take a bite of a muffin. Oh, do it. I just ate a brownie. So, yeah, oh, good, very nice. Good company. Very nice. Be careful. Uh, somebody will send you an email. Hey, do you know where to get brownies? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <I've>, <laughs> No, no, no comment. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a joke you'd have to listen to the radio show to get. All right, uh, Alec, it's been a pleasure. All right, later. All right, we got to go. I don't want to hear from anybody. Uh, Carolina didn't play well enough to win. Forty-five minutes, really good. Fifteen minutes, not good. Hanging on by your fingernails. 
That ain't the way to uh, beat a team like the Florida Panthers, even though it was bad luck at the end. Lucky bounce in your net, then you lose in overtime in 16 seconds. Uh, We're all brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There's no place like it. Go check it out online, aluminumcompany.com, free no obligation estimate, and follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can give us a rating if you want. Give us a review if you want. But just follow it so it shows up automatically wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. It's always there. Oh, look, they talked. They talked the hockey thing. Maybe even they missed, mixed in a little basketball. And we'll see you after the Canes and the Nashville Predators on Friday. Bye. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.